ain't a podcast that's flyer. You are now tuned in to Direct Misfire. Benson, you and Selick, tell everyone to tune in. Let's roll the dice, let me show you what we do win. A fantasy war game, play it smart and you win. What you know about the crystal pen and the retribution? Hero, hero, giants and knights galore. It's an adventure, this is Kings of War. Let's go. G'day champs and welcome once again to another Direct Misfire Missive. I'm your host Bensom and joining me today as always is Selick. Hey hey! As well as Andrew. Hello! As we go over all the uh, wishlisting secrets that we were trying to uncover through Andrew's connections. Mm, definitely. <laughs> Just to see how correct we were or if our dreams had come to fruition. That's right. So pull up a seat, grab a drink and let's get into it. Okay, so, fellas, we were gifted a review copy of the latest Clash of Kings book. Thank you very much, Mantic. We were a bit slow on actually finding it in our mailbox, but we got there in the end. <laughs> and now we understand what's going to happen. And I've got to say, we were pretty good with our wish listing. I think we had a lot more hits than uh, misses, but obviously there's a lot more stuff in there than, than what we'd asked for. But I guess that we're going to go through some of those things, some of our favourites. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. We're just going to sort of go through. Obviously, if we were a bit of a, an Andrew Oracle uh, and knew all the changes beforehand <laughs> from whatever secret squirrels you've been talking to, Andrew, I'm not sure. You're probably hating that, aren't you, Andrew? <laughs> he <laughs> is hating it, I assure you. He's a man of all integrity. All I'm saying is that a broken clock is right twice a day, and that's the only <laughs> oracling that's happening here. Yeah, a broken <laughs> clock with 26 different armies. Sure, buddy. <laughs> Now, we're not going to go through all the changes. Uh, it's been covered over on Mantic themselves as well as Countercharge and probably a couple of other places where I haven't noticed. But we are going to go through a whole bunch of our favourites. Yeah. yeah. Took me a while to get there after <laughs> having a quick squiz at all of the Twilight Kin right up the front. That is a hefty amount of, mm. of lore. I'm... I can't wait to get my hands on the actual physical copy. All right. So where do we start? Well, how about we start off, I guess, just as an overview, just sort of what Andrew just covered then. Uh, I might get you to expand on it, Andrew, just of the overall book, how it's sort of going to flow that we're going to get our hands over the next couple of weeks, I think. Um, so yeah. what, what does the book look like? How is it structured, do you think? Pages. Pages between covers. <laughs> Pages, yes. <laughs> it's a nice cover page. Uh, it says Clash of Kings 2024 oh. edition. Probably oh, won't go into that much detail for the rest of it. Could um, could take a while, this podcast. The art's then. Pretty, pretty good. Mm. Yeah, the art, the lore, it'll be good. It's focused... Primarily on the Twilight Kin. Yeah, and then, then goes into the full Twilight Kin list, which obviously yep. we, we are aware of. But yeah, it's nicely nice to have a physical copy of that before uh, jumping into a few of the general updates for Clash of Kings around special rules and, mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. And uh, you're only halfway through the book when all the 2024 army changes start. And there is lots of scrolling for that one. <laughs> it's pretty big, isn't it? It's 81 yeah. pages, 81 pages of book mm. from cover to cover from the edition that we have access to. So it may, may vary plus or minus mm -hmm. a couple. Um, but yeah. yeah, there is a lot of changes coming through and you can just tell that the rules committee and everyone that's been play testing along the way has definitely been working very, very hard yeah. on some of these changes because they're, they're quite big uh, mm. structural game changing changes. So making sure that the balance was right. My apologies. There's also scenarios right at the end. So yeah, the little sprinkle on top. There's two new ones, I think for the standard king's war and then a couple of ambush maps as well is that right yes 
Okay. Yes. All right. Well, let's just get into it. I am going to start off with a couple of my favorites. I was surprised by the amount of changes that have happened with the Abyssaldorfs. The they were my first love for Kings of War. Uh, mm. My almost all mantic army. Uh, there's a whole bunch here. I know we discussed off uh, off air. Just maybe pick three, but nah, you're getting a lot. <laughs> so first off, the first prophecy that was correct by Andrew was blunderbusses. So the decimators they have increased from 12 inch to 14, so they've gotten a bit better. The fire teams have sort of replicated that. They've gone to 14 as well, and they've got a speed bump to five, so their threat range has increased a bit with defense five because they're dwarfs. And another one before I. I'll let you guys talk in a sec. <laughs> <laughs> the Katsuchi and the rocket launcher, the the rubbish war machine, mm. that now has four attacks, which I think changes things pretty dramatically. Even just two of them throwing eight attacks seems like it could spike quite well, even if it's hitting on fives. Yeah. Mm. And the the new secured position special rule on that catch sand rocket launcher as well. So it can mm. hang back and hold a token or something. But yeah, well, I mean, we... We said they needed a little special something, and mm-hmm. I reckon they've got it there. But that's not all. I'm going to keep going. <laughs> you guys. Uh, I was hoping that the grotesque champ got inspiring. Well, he got that and more. So he's basically become like a little mini dragon. Uh, obviously doesn't fly, but he has two extra attacks now. So he's gone to seven. He's got a nerve bump to 15, 17, but... He's increased by 80 points. Oof. Sprinkling on top of that, he gains Fury, Inspiring, and Strider. Still Speed 7, but yeah, he's become like a little mini dragon. He's in a very good place now in that list. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew Goodman, uh, I know that he's probably going to listen to this at some point, but he's going to use this sort of unit extremely well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, this is this is his sort of bread and butter unit. Yep. All right, I've got one more, and then you can take the floor. Yep. <laughs> okay, so we all sort of know that the, the wizards have sort of dropped in price and then they've had spells removed that were baked in so you have to sort of pay to get back to where they were before so you can now sort of customize your wizard a bit more Mm -hmm. so as a result like the ironcaster on the winged half breed drops 20 points because fireball 12 costs 20 points but he's got some new stuff he gets fury as well as radiance of life which is nice Mm. and he also gains the special rule master of the sacred fire so basically after you cast fireball or a successful cast of Fireball, allows him to cast Bane Chant Heal or Surge on another unit within 12, regardless of line of sight or arc. And you can give him an optional upgrade for 10 points, which is Half-Breed Affinity, which increases the amount of dice rolled for each Half-Breed and Grotesque unit within 6, up to 3. Sort of like the uh, Ogre Warlocks with their spells. And that's for Bane Chant Heal and Fireball and a couple of others, like Lightning Bolt and whatnot. Mm. So that's quite a big change. For a 20-point drop... Obviously, you're going to put Fireball on him because you want to be able to use that Master of the Sacred Fire rule. But then yeah. the extra 10 points, and why not add some more dice onto that thing? I think that's that's massive. That's a big change. Yeah, pretty big buff. It's it's a huge change for a unit that you rarely saw. And even for Radiance of Life, like, he doesn't mm. have to cast heal anymore. He's, he's got guaranteed healing built in. Yep. Mm. Well, it's just going to give you that more reliable heal, right? So, mm. like, as in wherever he's needed. So, I think that's great. The Half-Breed Affinity isn't dependent on not that i can remember the size of the half-breed unit so if you take like a couple of half-breed troops that he runs with inspires them then he's mm-hmm. got bane chant 
four or five or whatever it is in heal, four or five or six plus the radiance lead. It turns him into a, a super good caster. Yeah, exactly right. And it, you're right. It, it doesn't actually specify what unit size. So it's just uh, abyssal half-breeds or abyssal grotesques. Yeah. Not sure if the champions factor in that because they are the same thing just the word champion on the end maybe that has to be clarified Nah, i'd assume it's not if it doesn't say champions in there or uh, referencing a like a keyword keyword then it mm. won't but yeah you're, you're right they might want to address that later on because you know it's going to get brought up somewhere mm. but that's the abyssal dwarfs i mean there's still they've got more changes in there that you'll have to read the book for yep. but they were ones that sort of got me excited yeah yeah great changes radiance of life is i'm pretty sure rules committee try to avoid putting that in too many armies that have a lot of defense six and Mm -hmm. abyssal dwarves they do have a lot of defense six if you take their obsidian golems so that's Mm. really strong radiance of life is strong or really strong normally yeah it's uh it should be a interesting change there just that the master of the sacred fire like he's burning fools and then also casting a buff spell. Yeah. As long as they can get that fireball he's, off, then you've got other things arses, to go guys, with. Yeah. 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 I'm going to emphasize that, Andrew. So a lot of defense six and also a lot of regen in this unit. Ooh, so any, any sort of heals and uh, reliable heals plus regen, you, you know how that feel goes. You come in, you mm. absolutely belt a unit. They roll lucky or you roll poorly and you just don't quite break them. Then they regen half of their wounds back. Then they get an extra couple of heals back and now you're back to square one and they, they obviously take you off in a turn. That That's what we're looking at here. Mm. So, yeah, I'm really interested to see how people start bringing back in the Supreme Iron Caster. He's always a good model for me. Like I've mm. taken him in when I used to play Abyssal <laughs> Force pretty regularly. I thought he was great because he was like a, a caster that had the ability to threat if you get them in the flank. I mean, it's not a combat monster, but yeah. a flank hurts. Uh, yeah, I thought he was pretty good. Better than the um, fighty guy, the overmaster on, on dragon yeah. or monster, yeah. whatever. Yeah. I remember at the start of the edition, AG's really aggressive abyssal dwarves were running yeah. amok. <laughs> um, you know, like, uh, did he win a Clash of Kings Australia? Or Probably. He certainly, yeah, certainly did very well. Um, did very well with them. Just, yeah, terrorizing down under here. But it was very much a aggressive, fast... Uh, using the grotesques and yep. uh, half-breeds and that sort of stuff. And, you know, it's a great list, but it didn't feel dwarfy. It didn't feel abyssal dwarf. And uh, they sort of copped a few nerfs, adjustments, whatever you want to mm. call them. Mm-hmm. And and have since gone down in power level such that I haven't really seen abyssal dwarves a whole bunch recently. So I guess my point is that we haven't seen a really maybe infantry or heavy defense focus Abyssal Dwarf archetype of list Mm. in a long time. And we're seeing how good Imperial Dwarves are with that really tough infantry that have a lot of auras and that sort of stuff that overlaps and they're a top tier army using that a style archetype i'm really excited for abyssal dwarves to potentially move into that space and i may absolutely regret saying this (laughs) because it could could really do me in but yeah that difference in playstyle i'm used to seeing from abyssal dwarves it will be really interesting for me um and as Always, whenever we're talking about Abyssal Dwarfs. Mantic, please release plastic berserkers. <laughs> yeah, please. They've got a little change in here, so now's a good time, Mantic. Yep. What's the change? You can give them slaver nets as an upgrade. What's a slaver net? They had slaver nets before. Oh, so you don't have to give them slaver nets. 
That seems good. The change with the slave units now is they no longer just affect infantry and heavy infantry. It now affects everything, every unit type. Okay. Yeah, so it makes, okay. makes them better. Yeah, but also add the ordered march special rule, which comes True. comes onto a few. But yeah, that's going to help them, mm. I think. Particularly them. Yeah, so good. I think my mm. favourite change across, across the board, we're going to do this very ad hocly. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> yeah. um, but I think for me, it's changing all Titans to unit strength too. And all war machines pretty much getting secured position, meaning they're a scoring unit, but only unit strength zero. Uh, and what it's it's not actually that, it's what it's going to do for every other list that is mm. really, really intriguing for me. So I reckon we're going to start to see the uh, war machine hunter come back. Like he's been dead for a long, long time. Definitely, yeah. Uh, so I reckon now it's going to be, yep, we're going to have two chaffs, two anvils, a couple of hammers, and we'll have the war machine hunters come back. So... Yeah, that, that to me is one of the, the most interesting ones that I'm interested to see where it's going to go in the first couple of months. Mm. And I think the forces of the Abyss didn't get a lot of exciting changes. There's a lot of points drops and whatnot, but they have, mm. they're have they one of the armies with the most amount of Titans, if I recall. That like you can, Almost half the list is monsters and Titans. Mm. Uh, so that's going to improve their game for unit strength, which is good for them. Yeah, if if yeah. only uh, Undead had a Titan. Mm. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I talked a whole lot. What do you reckon, Andrew? What's your what have you got going that you think is really good? Yeah, I like the changes they've made to Ratkin. Okay, they've they've made quite a number, but the the reduction in points for phalanx mm. sort of generally across all all armies made them have another look at halberds on shock troops, which mm-hmm. were just horrendously overcosted because shock troops already had the the extra attacks that normally came with the phalanx mm. and so you were paying an awful lot of points for for just phalanx so mm. they've they've got a nice little points drop so we're going to see that play out nicely and they've made the plague pots uh, upgrade dependent on unit size so troops regiments and hordes actually paid less points for the troop and the, the full points for the horde so Again, that's a that's a good change that makes a lot more sense. Pre Clash of Kings, plague pots are what just fifteen points, regardless of the size. Yeah, that's right. Now, and that's now it's like five, ten, fifteen. To five, ten, fifteen. One. Yeah, so it makes a lot more sense to put it on a regiment, for example, mm. or even like a speed bump troop plate. It's only five points instead of fifteen now. Yeah, for sure. Ratkin are able to get a lot of rally. That's that's their thing. And mm. yeah, now if you rally up some of those regiments, an extra couple of nerve on a regiment or even a troop, you know, as a percentage of their total survivability, rally those mm. up a little bit and have some plague pots there. Yeah. I, I, I haven't done the math, but uh, <laughs> math hammer doesn't work anyway. So no, yeah, speed bump much, it. <laughs> yeah. We did also mention that scurriers were, were not our probably pick for strongest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they've gone and changed them. Hugh was disappointed that we didn't um, ask for more things. We all sort of <laughs> focused on the scurriers. But yeah, they did get a change. Was it good though? Well, so they've, got, they've gone up in attacks. They were 8-10. Now they're 10-12. Well, that's what I wanted. I wanted them to go up to two. Yep, Oracle. <laughs> they've, they've got a little points bump as well. They've swapped five out points, their... Five points, isn't it? Five points, yeah. It's all right, a little. Not... They they didn't need to go up in points though, right? We're no. <laughs> uh, and but a, a good one. They they have swapped out their jeweler special rule, which was really not that useful, and nah. been given stealthy. So which is more useful? Yeah. Look, I think 
I think it would be fair to say that this is an overall improvement to the unit. Mm. But is it enough? Mm. I think it makes them viable if you wanted to play Scurriers. But yeah. are they going to be like the auto includes? No, they're not. And and it's fine for those units to exist in a list and in Kings of War. You know, they're they're cool units and now Hugh can play as many as he wants on them. <laughs> but <laughs> Which is not very they're many. not gonna <laughs> break any Masters winning lists, you know? Like that's fine. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I'm going to sort of merge onto my... And it's actually... Uh, I'm upset about this one, guys. Oh. Uh, yeah, I spent some time uh, after reading the changes and I was really upset. So, I went through the elves list over a glass of wine and I was looking at our prince mm. and there was no mention of him. He doesn't get any changes. No, he's forgotten. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, what about this noble? Just a noble, some rich guy who's on a chariot because he's, like, too princey to get down in the dirt and somehow he's got inspiring and the prince has not. <laughs> How is a rich guy inspiring and a prince is not? Because people aspire, maybe it's aspiring, aspire to be rich and uh, kingly, maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's a typo. Maybe it's aspiring. Yeah. Possibly. Okay. <laughs> Somebody needs to have a chat to this. So moving on from that little joke, unfortunately, noble chariots do get one extra attack, one extra nerve. They do go up in points, up to 115 points. Mm. Uh, but I think that's a, a lot more viable now with Inspiring. It's got a couple of different roles. It's also a good sort of unit to throw in there to tie units up uh, for that 115 points. So I think that's mm-hmm. that's all good. Participates in all phases. And the other one is that the King, the Elf King. Uh, so he does lose Elite in melee only, but gets Elite across the board. Okay. So does he have a bow or ranged attack? He does, yeah. So he okay. does have the option now to drop down to Defense 4 and gain a very nice Elven bow of 24-inch range, hitting on 4s. So yep. it does give you that option to have a more rangy type leader inside your army, which I thought was uh, it's a good change, seeing as how they've removed a couple of options. Mm. Uh, the mm. other one that I thought was very interesting for me, personally, uh, is the Dragon Breath. So they've dropped that by 10 points. I think... It turns out, after a lot of investigation across all of the countries in the world, I'm the only person that seems to be taking this unit and loving them. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't they, know. They seem pretty great. reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, a 10-point drop on this is just like cash cow. Why not? It is fantastic for me. Free money? Sure thing. So, yeah, uh, yeah that, that's good. And only one more change that I'll mention about the elves. Sorry to all those people in other armies, but... Argus, uh, another one of my mainstays, <laughs> he now gets uh, unit strength one, Yay. which is fantastic, uh, considering he was always on a 50 mil base anyway. He mm. loses individual, which is great, because I don't have to explain that to every single person <laughs> when they look at a 50 mil going, I assumed that that was a unit strength one and it was going to flank me. And I'm like, well, yeah. it's unit strength zero and it doesn't have any attacks. Uh, <laughs> Same with Magua. Magua and Jutus for um, yeah. the goblins. 50 mil? Why is he uh, not unit strength? Why? How is he individual? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he does go up uh, five points more, which is negligible for what it does now. Uh, as a scoring unit, he's fantastic. So yeah. I think Elves are in a pretty good spot there. Uh, I think the Archer change, I'm not sure if that's been covered anywhere else. But So they stay at range 5. I think they go up to defense 4 and the points are reduced um, by 12, 20, and mm. 35. It's an interesting one. I think they're trying to balance that with the Glade Stalker change, which is sort of reducing the unit strength there to try and help out in that spam uh, type scenario, which I think is mm-hmm. good. But yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how everyone adjusts their, their elven armies based on this. Yep. Mm. Mm. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to circle back. I'm going to go back to Ratkin. Mm-hmm. 
I feel like we didn't do them justice because scurries are just, yeah, that's not <laughs> exciting. There's a couple of really interesting changes that I think Ratkin players will be excited to hear. So first off, the Mutant Rat Fiend Ooh, yeah. gets some changes to the Radiance of Life. So it used to just be one. Now it's D3 for vermins that don't have the Abomination keyword. So obviously not itself. But I think that's quite healthy for the Ratkin getting Radiance of Life D3. Yeah. We were just saying how good Radiance of Life is. Radiance of Life mm. D3 is actually D3 times better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. <laughs> But I think the one that might be overlooked is the Swarm Cryer Aura, which gains elite melee for tech, as well as very inspiring. Mm -hmm. And you think, well, so what about tech? Tech includes Nightmares, the the large infantry unit, Tunnel Runners, Death Engine Impalers and Spewers. All juicy things that could use elite in melee. Yeah. For a Swarm Cryer, for just for a flag waver. Yeah, so the Swarm Cryer is is the flag guy, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. 45 points to give elite to those units. Yeah, that's fantastic. Oh, you can put him on a little flea bag there. Yeah. Yes, please, to keep up with all that stuff. Yeah, Ratkin are strong. Ratkin always were. The Night Terror, the large cavalry hero, is also got the tech keyword. Yeah. Yeah, so plenty of different things which may change up the way that you write your list for Ratkin. Yeah. Mm. I also think... Scuddy dropping 10 points was great as well. I think he was sort of left out it's a little bit. It's gone from still expensive to slightly less expensive. He's still 330-something <laughs> points. <laughs> but he was worth it. He was he, he was already worth it at, I guess, 345, and now mm. he's down 335. Yeah, just buffs all around for rats. I think he, he, he filled a hole, though, in that list um, that they just didn't have any other options, and it was you did pay a premium for it, but I think that... 10-point drop to sort of more align to how all the other Dragon-ish type units dropped in the previous change. He was sort mm. of left alone. So, yeah, getting a 10-point drop. Scuddy, it's good to see you back, mate. Mm. <laughs> all right, I'll move on from rats now. What else we got? What else did we want uh, and it came true? Well, I'd, I'd said that Dwarf Brock Riders needed something. And yeah. they've got something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they've got uh, Crushing Strength 1 when they counter charge. Now, they have okay. Thunderous Charge 1, and they have Crushing 1 on a counter charge only. Well, that's good for when you try to shut them down. Aha, uh-huh, now you're just flapping in the wind, you've got no Thunderous Charge. Now they've still got some armor penetration. Yeah, it certainly is a nice little buff that... Are you scared of them now? Um, that's a no? <laughs> I... You know, there's nothing like playing against something. I haven't played against... True. Crush one on the counter charge dwarf Brock Riders. Uh, yep. What is scenario where they do they not get essentially crushing one though? I guess a hindered charge or when they've been disordered and they charge something else. It's <laughs> Shouldn't they have just given them crush one? Oh, instead of thunderous. Yeah, just replace the thunderous with crush one. Just flat, you know. Mm. It's, it's maybe like a special rule where they didn't necessarily need one. Either way, that aside, I mean, the, the crush one is is good and and I guess it does give like a really niche scenario where you can protect yourself from them if they do turn out to be really scary mm-hmm. you know they, they do have a bunch of attacks so sometimes you roll a lot of four pluses mm. well yeah I guess sometimes mm. <laughs> speaking of dwarves just a small little one how we're talking about secured position oh small little one geez that's a bit a small <laughs> little one well, he's a dwarf. So the dwarf lord gets the horn of hero. So that changes, and it now just grants him secure position for ten points. Yeah, that's an interesting instead one. Instead of the thing that it had before. I think that's only on foot as well, right? Yeah, so. yep. And it's only for the one turn, obviously. I believe. Yep. Use it right at the end. Hmm. 
Yeah, it's an old burner token. Yeah, old burner token. Yep. Yeah, so yeah, the dwarves. I think they're in a pretty good spot at the moment. Um, Australia, they're huge, right? And we'll talk about mm. it in a little bit. Just around masters, I think it's got like a quarter of the field almost are playing dwarves. So yeah, yeah, they're in a good place, particularly after these changes and the ordered march. How that's that's going to be playing in there? I think they're in a, a good spot. My favorite mm-hmm. of their change was the warsmith. Actually, getting a gun, not a proper a gun, oh. <laughs> twenty-four uh, inch instead of 12. why this. Why this is so important for me is the miniature ranges. There is mm. always these beautiful dwarven long-ranged engineers that look fantastic, but mm-hmm. you're always like, well, he's only got a little pistol, so it's going to be a hard, hard model to sort of squeeze in here. But yeah, that, that's sort of my favourite of the dwarves. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I guess just a side note, also the free dwarves with their Brock Riders, they get Pathfinder for free now, which is a nice little <laughs> discount. Yeah. Dwarves of all flavours are looking pretty sharp in this clash, I would say. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Another thing that sort of came up that we discussed is with the, was it the Empire of Dust? Yeah. Their, yeah. their large the skeleton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's now an actual giant. Good. It is good. Yes, so good. Unit strength three, so it's now a titan instead of a monster. The attacks are d6 plus eight. Gets the the weapon. What's it? The cleaver or the other one? Yeah. Uh, the nerve. It goes up to a fearless nineteen. It's it's and it's um at a proper giant price too for two hundred thirty points. Yeah. Mm. So pretty much after we talked through this, I got Ronnie on the phone and I was like, mate, <laughs> Oi. change the name. Or turn it to a titan. So it was yeah. a late change, late change, clearly. Yeah, they've, they've done well to cram this in the book. Um, after <laughs> after we told them to. Handwritten. So. Handwritten. Yeah. Every yeah. Single yeah. Book. Uh, <laughs> poor Ronnie's got RSI from having to do it in every single book that's coming out. Yep. What else would you like to discuss? Can we talk about the herd? It's some. It's one of those armies that we've always said has been lower tier. They need some love. They need some support. A gentle, warm hug. And they didn't get it. No, that was very disappointing. They get like a, a small dusty corner in the book to say, yeah, have some point drops. So basically their thunderous charge is now optional. So they all reduce in price, but you can put them back to what they were to give them the thunderous charge. The Longhorns... They got a weird change. So they used to, well, currently until the book comes out, mm. be like a really damagey, I think, 20 attacks on the Almost regiment. the Berserker unit, right? Yeah. But now that's been knocked back. They've got like 10 to 12 attacks. 10, 10 to the, 12, yeah. the troop and regiment. Uh, but their defense has increased to five. There's not many defense five units in the herd. Maybe that'll be good for their rally roll if you're just taking a troop, hoping that they're not getting shot off, just to give that rally but it's a bit of a weird one i mean they, they drop in pr- price too but yeah i don't they're know in a, they're in a weird spot now yeah because defense 5 12 attacks is not a threat yeah no for a, for a regiment i mean they're hitting on threes with crush one thunder one but still it's, it's not going to take anything off no they're, they're not going to have the raw amount of attacks to crush no. a unit and so it's going to be combo charges and realistically with a defense defense five unit they'll die the next round Mm-hmm. So yeah, herd herd have a lot of stuff that hits really hard though, and not much that is is a bit more defensive. If you're not playing uh, Earth Ellies and Forest yeah. Shamblers, I mean they only hit hard on the charge because when yeah. we had our little practice game just to see if the uh, current herd army that I'm painting painstakingly <laughs> is any good, which it isn't. <laughs> like they've only just got Crush One for almost. Anything that hits, the rest is thunderous. So as soon as they take a hit, like, meh, who cares? And it's hard to chew through those really high defense units, which is a shame. Mm, but yeah. just we're going to sort of keep going with this um, 
Purdy forces of nature theme because there have been a couple more interesting changes. We all know Scorch Wings are really good, and so they're getting nerfed by a bit of a point increase. Yeah, 10 but 15, yeah. yeah. There is a replacement. There is an answer. The Sentinel Bray Hunters, they're now ranged 4 from 5. Yay. They gain a couple of extra attacks, bringing them up to the same amount that the Scorch Wings have currently for a bit of a small price bump, but they're still way cheaper than Scorch Wings will be. Mm. And that's, to my eyes, looks like they're going to be the new Scorch Wing unit. I mean, they're a bit smaller because they're just cavalry and not large guys. Sure, they don't fly and they're slightly slightly, uh, slower, but the way that I would play them, they fulfill the same role. Yeah, the damage output's the same for a, a, yeah. a really good price point, for sure. Yeah. So, it'd be interesting to see if they're going to make the table, because I, I never saw those things. Mm. No, no, mm. definitely. Agreed. Like, oh, it was very niche, right? Somebody had the unit, so they were playing them That's uh, it, down yeah. at the lower middle tables. So, yeah. Range 5, it's like rubbish. Yeah, Why yeah. you taking it? Yeah. Can we get an update on the Kingdoms of Men Hero Hero? No, <laughs> we cannot. <laughs> he has been forgotten, the poor bastard. Okay, so just... I'm going to wrap this up. So just so that I'm clear, a rich guy on a chariot in the elf army can inspire, but a hero of the entire (laughs) kingdom of men race, a hero. It's not heroic enough. What is going on, Mantic? Like, you need to have a good hard look at yourself. Does does he need, like, another badge of merit or something? Like, what 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 more can a hero do to get that status? (sighs) The recognition. Poor Uh, bugger. 2025. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right that's all so, we're aiming uh, for now the little jovial point here that i sort of wanted to bring that up uh because he does actually come back very viable again particularly now with hopefully more war machines coming back in super cheap unit chuck him on a horse he could actually not inspire anything but he could in <laughs> fact kill a war machine after three uh rounds of combat so so Maybe because he's so uninspiring and no one pays any attention to him, he'll sort of slip into the enemy lines to beat up a war machine or two. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, we're, hopefully. Let, let's see. So yeah. Pretty heroic of him, yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. No, that's exactly right. So, uh, there's not too many changes over in the Kings of the Bend, to be honest. They're a little bit of a cleanup on the Beast Cav that they got. Uh, recently, so they just removed the may choose one of the the, the may choose one of the following options is gone. Uh, so they become amazing. I think that's a, a, a bigger yeah. change than you probably initially realised. They can get quite a lot of fast damage output as a result. So the beast cav previously, you could either give them fly and speed ten or thunderous charge and vicious. Mm. Now give them both. Well, they're juicy. They're like super hammer now. Yeah. Well, mm. they can be. Yeah, you'll pay for it. Oh, and you'll every, cost everyone a bomb. will know to kill that unit. But yep. uh, yeah, like the potential for that one unit to actually reach out and absolutely destroy something without magic items attached uh, mm. is is very very big. That's probably the biggest change across them. There's a little tweak, obviously, to the charioteers uh, with a bit of a points drop in getting brutal. Unfortunately, the chariots across the board didn't go direct misfire route. Uh, we mm-hmm. wanted to have we wanted a D three or a D six. Yeah, rampage. Uh, rampage. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, it didn't go that way. Uh, but they also have the option now to choose whether they have ranged weapons or not. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a good good way to do it. So now you can just have charioteers that are just full combat, 
And you can also have the the half and half charioteers that can shoot as well, but you're going to pay a little bit more points for it. Mm. Do you reckon you guys would be taking the, I guess, option to, to not have the short bows now? I think so, uh, but yeah. probably not in a in big units. I think in the smaller type units, you might just use them as chaff, right? Yeah. They just yeah. don't do enough shots. Yeah. And, and not only that, in tournament settings, rolling dice takes time. Um, so it sometimes does. it's good to just go, you know what? I would roll a lot of dice for maybe, maybe one wound. Yeah. Uh, and there's been quite often that you'll get to turn six and potentially seven. And you'll be like, look, they're going to do one wound. I won't be able to route you anyway, so I won't even roll it. Yeah. yeah. And now you get a price reduction yep. because of that, just to avoid that scenario. Yep. yep. So, yeah, yeah I, sure. I reckon I would use them as more chaff type units to add on that extra one to five wounds into a combat. Yeah, I, I'd seriously look at uh, charioteers or chariots across the board now a little bit closer. Mm. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Salamanders. Sallies? Yeah, there's something interesting for them. They've got a new rule, Fireborn. So there'll be uh, a bunch of, basically, the infantry get the Fireborn sort of rule or keyword. And then there's going to be a bunch of monsters and or heroes that gain the Inferno rule. So you've got these two keywords that are going to play with each other. So basically, any Inferno unit, so the leaders slash monsters, that are six inches close to a Fireborn unit, that Fireborn unit gets Life Leech plus one. So if you've got a couple of these Inferno, these warm sort of heaters around a Fireborn unit, you can mm-hmm. have up to Life Leech three. And Sally's can be quite defensive. Like, you've got Defense five and six on troops and, like, a horde of spears with Fireborn getting nice, warm and toasty and Life Leeching at the same time could keep oh, yeah. them in the game a lot longer than people are thinking. Mm. I think... With that uh, and, a, and this change, which is the Herald gaining Aura Wild Charge 2. The biggest mm. issue with Salamanders having the foot troops was the speed. Like They just couldn't keep yeah. up with anything else. And then they would always get combo charge, rear charge, flank charge. But having that uh, Wild Charge 2 just gives them that little bit more reach, uh, which I think is pretty good. And mm-hmm. also the very inspiring change that goes across the board for all uh, banner bearers. So... I think there's a few little synergies here that may catch uh, a few Salamander players in a positive way out. Just that synergy of how it's going to work and how it's going to actually perform on a table. So mm. looking forward to seeing that too. Mm. Yeah, that's nice. Life Leech 1 is super good <laughs> uh, already. As an undead player, I know that uh, I love my Life it Leech 1. I love Life Leech yeah. 2 yeah. even more on the vampires. Life Leech 3 is, well, it's terrible because it's not on my army, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that'll be good. Salamander That's when we find really out um, Andrew starts playing Salamanders. That's <laughs> a clash of <laughs> <laughs> But speaking of the undead, mm. I hear something's happening to old Morgoth the Broken. Yes. Morgoth. Morgoth the Mandatory isn't, wasn't that his that, former That's monitor. right. He, he started this edition stapled into the list. Um, <laughs> and sort of, he got, uh, what was it, a, a errated out? It wasn't it wasn't a nerf, it was a an adjustment. Either way, he was generally far too strong and got a little bit of a bump on the head. Yep. He's back. Boys, he's back. <laughs> Morgoth the Mandatory, get your stapler out. Cha-ching. <laughs> he's had a 30 points point drop. He's, he's only 200 points now. And he's lost his unholy levitation. <laughs> unique special rule which was that he could at the double and cast spells but he's added the following unique special rule unholy levitating arc lich this unit can move at the double and make range attacks as if it had advanced that turn so he 
you know, they've just changed the rule's name. But once per turn after using a spell... This is the clincher. This is Yeah, this is the clincher. This is the new part. Morgoth may use a different spell against the same or a different target. <laughs> two this two guy, spells a turn. <laughs> Every uh, turn. And they're not just like, oh, here, have a little heal two or a, a bane <laughs> chant two that might go off. And oh, no, it didn't. No, this is like, yeah, I'm going to surge the whites in and then drain life that. And all of a sudden, uh-huh. oh, P.S. I've got dread. So, mm. you know, I've been able to do that after moving 14 inches. And whew, yeah. uh, look, he's a lot of points. 200 is still a lot of points. But 200 is, sounds pretty good for what you no, get. That's juicy. Welcome, welcome back to the fold, Morgoth. Yeah. Mm. Thoughts? <laughs> yeah. So, so just to be clear, so he's... The old rules just got scrapped and replaced, right? It's, it's yeah. still You can still move at the double and make ranged attacks as if it had just done a normal move. So that's all good. Yes. But now he can cast two spells. So the, the move that's going to be like etched in everyone's mind in the next six months is going to be Morgoth moved up. I didn't see that coming because he just flew straight over the top. He then drained life and then bane chanted the unit that's in combat. Mm. Yeah. So you're yeah. already starting at like negative three wounds on that before combat's even started, uh, which I think is absolutely fantastic. Uh, the other one there is obviously going to be drain life and surge. Yep. So yeah, there's it's going to be Morgoth the mandatory is back uh, at 200 points. That's fantastic. Yep. He's just changing a combat completely. You think, oh yeah, I'm you know it might be a one on one charge. All of a sudden, yeah, like you say, he's just gonna mm. just change the the maths. Of that that combat so dramatic. Why would you not take him every time? Ah, because and this is the reason because <laughs> Jarvis also <laughs> dropped in points. So what was he? He was one forty and now he's one twenty. Okay. Jarvis. Yeah. So um yeah, and you can't have them both. Otherwise, whew, you do like your Jarvis. I love Jarvis. I don't play undead. I play noble undead. Yeah, he's great. Always the bigger. What man. I want to get your opinion on though is the Lich King because I remember mm. you guys saying how much of a point sink he was and mm. why would you even ever take him because he's so much and doesn't really do the thing yep. that you want him to. Yeah. He's gone from 155 down to... 80. 80? Half price. Yep, buy one, get one free. That's, that's a massive drop. But he does lose regen, though, and fly. How does that factor in your list it, writing? You have to buy Surge again. So you can buy Surge 10 for 40 points. So really, to get him back, he went from 155 to 120. Mm-hmm. If you're yep. at, at, the, at the loss of regen and fly, which, you know, probably weren't that impactful anyway. Yeah. I mean, he's still, still speed 7. Like, is that incentive enough? Is that Surge 10 worth it? No, to, to me, no. To be honest, removing regeneration five and fly didn't mean anything yep. uh, right. to me. It was purely that he's just an expensive unit. And even now, even with this 120 points, plus let's say you give him a, an extra option that's going to be required, like Bane Chant, he is now too close to Morgoth's points and Morgoth can move at the double and cast twice. What about something like giving him Lightning Bolt 5 and Boom Stick, bringing up to close to like 120 again or whatever? For Lightning Bolt 7, what is it? 7 or 8? Is that a thing? Or Drain Life 6 for 110 points? Or even Heal? Like, I mean, it could yeah, be. Could you, be. You could, but you probably just want to maybe take two Necros for that. Because... Mm. Necros, are, Necros come now for 30 points because yep. they, you know, they lose their base surge. And so you can, you can give a Necro drain life for, for 20 points on top of the, the 30 base and it's 50 points for drain life four. Obviously there's unlocks and yeah. getting them into position yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. I just feel, I just, I won't take a Lich King. Not for yeah. your so, money. Yep. Nah, effectively, nah. like Necromancer is going to be 50 points now as no surge. 
but just drain life four uh, if that's what you wanted. Yeah, 50 points-ish for the spell you want. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 45 if it's weakness, and weakness is mint. Yeah, mint in a lot of def five. Yeah. yeah. Maybe the Lich King with his spellcaster level three can get a really nice alchemist curse and boots of levitation so that he can, mm. you know. So what's alchemist cursed is 35 points on him. So that brings him to... It, and I think it might be going up in points because Ah, yes, it does. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's qu- just on the whole. It's quite yep. good. <laughs> so yeah, I guess that if you want an alchemist curse... Boots of Levitation caster, you'll be paying quite a lot for it, but Lich King's your guy. Hmm. Yeah. All right. So he sounds like he got a bit of a boost, but not a whole lot. At, well, not enough for you to think about slapping him in your list. Yeah. He's, he's probably a niche pick now, whereas before he was a never pick. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. My favorite undead change is, once again, the standard bearer. Uh-huh. Uh, so moved up to defense five, has its very attractive points price at 55, gets mm-hmm. the aura of wild charge d3 which i think the variance of wild charge does more in a game than a locked in one uh, yep. for skeletons only so that's obviously mm. skeletons but also revenants which i think is is very juicy um to get revenants back on the table mm-hmm. you mean the revenants like troop regiment horde or do you mean revenant king on undead great flying worm <laughs> who can now potentially charge 23 inches because he is a revenant and skeleton very keyword, true or just skeleton sorry i, I choose not to answer that question oh <laughs> i don't know if it'll be the best list but it could be a fun list yeah getting a few very quick revenant kings around the table it's <laughs> a bit silly but anyway yeah. Yeah. no we're moving on from undead there are so many exciting changes here should we do one more all right so we have to be a little bit careful here because i have it under very good authority that uh andrew the turncoat uh, is actually going to be jumping on counter charge at some point, yeah? Ooh. Yeah, it's um we haven't recorded yet, so it could still be a little while away, but there'll be an undead army review for you to hear my thoughts on not just the changes, but every single unit in the list. So yeah. All right, so yeah, great. Thanks. Thanks for leading us through <laughs> an episode. <laughs> All right, uh, do we want to do maybe one more change per person and then we'll move on to the Australian Masters, which is this weekend coming? Okay. I reckon Ogres, we know they're all rubbish. Uh, They're actually getting some interesting things with the Warriors. They're going to have a new upgrade called the Matriarch. You can take three of them and it basically allows them to redeploy. So you can have up to three Warrior units moving about once everyone's finished deploying. Yeah, that's good. Could be good. I don't know. They're already good. Yeah. One of my favorite changes was just the creation of the redeploy as a standard special rule. Yeah. There are a few units that were coming in with variations on redeploy that all needed their own special rule. And I mm. think it's nice that they've just tidied it up and, yeah, created a, a standard rule for that. Mm. Which I don't know. Isn't, isn't an exciting last point, but it keeps the game clean, which I think is important. Yeah. Yeah. Probably not one that people want to know about, but uh, I thought that the orcs, like just the flat, normal orcs, uh, they weren't really looked after yeah. in this, this recent change. So the long axe got like a five point drop there. Uh, uh, the core chariot units, I think, got a little bit better. Mm. Slightly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and, and the flagger, obviously, each of the different banner bearers or whatever you want to call them now uh, do get their own little thing. So an aura of rampage could actually be quite juicy mm-hmm. uh, for the orcs uh, to help out once again, just to to have that little bit of impact. But I think there's only, yeah, it's probably one of the smallest 
groups of changes. So unfortunately for the orcs, uh, not not this time. Yeah, because yeah. they're not they're not one of the ones that Mantic have mentioned are actually slated for a an, a mid year update. Like I think Forces of the Abyss. You know, there's been a few little not so secret yeah. rumors that. You know, there's there's new units and new models, and there's a bit of an exciting update coming for them. I I don't think that's the case for orcs, is it? Not not that I'm aware of, no. at least no. no. Yeah. So, hmm. well, maybe there is, but we don't know. You should know, Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> the cost. Ah, uh, it's smoke and mirrors. I'm pretending that I don't know. Uh, cunning. All right, Australia Masters. What about it? Well, yeah, yeah, it's happening. There's f- 14 of Australia's best players, and then obviously Selic and myself will also be attending. <laughs> No, you do all right. You've made it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Making up some numbers to to get there. So that's been good. Happening next weekend Mm. at time of recording, uh, Mm -hmm. which is very soon. We should should probably Probably plan, start practicing, read the army lists. No, (laughs) I've been... Andrew jokes there, but before air, he was like, oh, so have you had gone through all the lists? And I was like, nope. (laughs) <laughs> I actually listened to Countercharge's episode on the, the list breakdown with Matt Kroger to listen what they said. Uh, and I was finding out things about my list via that podcast. So uh, I was like, oh, this is how oh, you okay. work. <laughs> uh, so, I yeah. should try do that. Uh, unfortunately, just life things. Yeah, I probably haven't put in the most effort for, for this Aussie Masters, but I'm hoping that that's just going to free my mind and not overthink a situation. Mm. Look, I'm really hoping you get into the swing of things by game two because we're actually matched up round one. So we are. You know, hopefully, hopefully it takes you at least one game to warm up. <laughs> yeah. So, Andrew, you're taking the Noble Undead uh, and I'll be taking the Elves. I've tried to play the Elves throughout this whole year yep. and, yeah, managed to get into Masters, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Top 16. So, I made it once before and I declined the uh, invitation, but the Masters in Australia has changed formats and I think it, it's pretty attractive for people that are into that, that sort of thing. So, it's something that I wanted to sort of support and be on board with. So. Yeah, keen to sort of travel over to, what is it, like seven hours, eight hours up to Canberra uh, this weekend. Play for two days across five games, 2,300 points. And yeah, it's just going to be great fighting ogres and dwarves. Yeah, half the field is ogres and dwarves. Yeah, we must have missed the memo there. We've got four ogres, four dwarves to deal with. Mm -hmm. Two salamanders, uh, goblins, one varanger, brother Mark, which is good to see. Noble undead, obviously, forces of the abyss Mm -hmm. uh, with Ken, the previous master. Uh, and that that's that makes up the field. So yeah, ogres, dwarves, and salamanders. Yeah, it's a shame. Not much yeah. of a spread. Yeah, it's probably one of the I guess worst variations of or variety of lists I've I've ever mm. seen in a Kings of War tournament. Normally mm. we're great at having, if not every one of the twenty six armies represented, a, a good spread with not too many double ups. Obviously, dwarves and ogres are thought to be quite strong. In the, uh, in the current meta. Well, in Australia, for sure. Mm. And, and I think if you got, sort of go through the names and the list that they're playing, it's not like they're choosing to, to go some weird direction for Masters. This is pretty much what they've qualified for the year playing. Yeah, that's true. And it's just the way that the new Masters system is broken out into states. So uh, that's sort of how it sort of works. So these are the best players of those states in the top three go through uh, to get an invitation into our Masters. So mm. uh, yeah, if they've sort of managed to get up into that top echelon of their region or their state, then this is just what, what it is. It's Ogres and Dwarves. Mm-hmm. Well, have fun with that. Are we in the position to pick... 
our favourites, who we think we win, since two out of three on this podcast are actually competing in the thing. Well, I think we can exclude ourselves, not only because that's probably the right thing to do, but because, come on, I think. <laughs> I don't think very much, Jeff. Um, we'll, yeah, so we'll ex- you'll exclude uh, present company from our, our mm. picks of three, two, ones. Well, I assume we're doing three, two, ones. I've got three names. Well, you can do that, sure. Okay, yeah. let's do it. So, coming in the third. Oracle is speaking. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> I reckon Stephen Devonish. Ooh, yep. Only yep. third. He's got two crocodiles, but I know. Well, yeah, maybe. Maybe aren't, aren't they bad? Aren't they bad? <laughs> no, they, they just, need help. <laughs> they just need a little bit extra flavour, a bit of coolness. <laughs> Jeez, I don't think they need it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Stephen Devonish third. Yep. yep. Okay. Third. Yep. I reckon Luke Schaefer second. Big call with the yep. salamanders. Yeah, mm. I've ne- I've never heard of a scorchwing. Scorchwing spam. Yep. So mm-hmm. I'm terrified of his list. He says he's terrified okay. of my list, but I'm terrified of his list. So, you never know. You know Scorch Wings fold. <laughs> yeah, but only if you catch them. Only if you catch them. Uh-huh. Well, hey, this is my list. You get <laughs> sure. your turn yeah, soon. Go for it. Yep. <laughs> and uh, my, my obviously number one is free, Tracy. He's going to win because... Well, that's... Tracy. That's not a very good guess. <laughs> it's, it's just, here you hey. go. Take a win. Why not? All so, right. he, Tracy's right, running Varanga. He's got like a whole lot of uh, Drogger... Snow Trolls, mm. uh, Magus. I think it's, it's essentially the list he played. It's a trash list. Yep. Not Convict this year, but Convict the year before. Where mm-hmm. And I played him with my list, which is the same list I've been running fairly consistently for a while. I played pretty well, rolled like an absolute god. He rolled like an absolute potato and he still won. I have no idea what I'm going to do if I play him other mm. than lose. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Well, that's fair. Yep. Those are my three two ones. All right. Okay. So... I've got Tracy at third. Ooh. And you thought my Luke pick was, was ludicrous. <laughs> okay. I did say that. <laughs> yep, so Tracy in at third. Uh, unfortunately, he loses the last game quite bad and Ooh. pops down to third. Uh, unfortunate, sorry. Mm. Sneaking into second place is Stephen Devonish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The only issue I have with Stephen coming in at second is he hasn't played that much this year. So, mm-hmm. like, that could be... I think he had some um, big he's family player, changes, but... which is... Oh, he's a fantastic player. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I reckon once again in that last round, he has a big win, gets him up over Tracy. What was Tracy doing? I don't know. <laughs> but the winner uh, for me with consistent wins, four wins uh, across the day, is Max. Me too. With That's dwarves. my pick. Yeah. Uh, so, so, Max is... He's, he's taking it seriously. That would be my What's, biggest thing. What is defense for? He doesn't know. It's all fives and sixes for him. <laughs> uh, I think the army matches up. He's playtesting. He's talking about it. As soon as um, the invites went out, there was other people asking me what sort of army I was taking, not for, for somebody else in another region. Mm. Uh, obviously, people were sussing out what they're going to take and what armies, etc., etc. Uh, so, yeah, I think Max has, has put in the legwork. He's played with the dwarves a fair bit as well as his halflings this year to qualify mm-hmm. and i think he's he's got the the want that sort of you got to want to win masters and i think he's he's gonna have it i would say ken ken's always there or thereabouts but he hasn't played much at all this year so yeah sorry ken <laughs> but that's the thing like everyone here is a good player yeah yeah well, you're all part <laughs> of the masters tournament so that's, yeah. that's yeah. right that's right now i should probably abstain from voting since i'm going to be commenting on this but nah Steve, no. <laughs> Max, and uh, Ken, they're my three. Ken, maybe not first. I reckon Max has got first place. Let's say Ken at third with Steve at second. Go Crocodiles. Mm. Ooh, yeah. big calls. Benson calls out Tracy as being washed up. 
Sometimes pick <laughs> and trace is too easy, right? <laughs> so uh, we didn't pick yeah, him. For, that's the obvious we, answer. Like he knows what he's doing. We didn't mm. pick him for convict, and when I played him, he said, "Oh, you you boys didn't." Didn't rate me. I was like, that's not the case, Tracy. We we, we can't just pick him all the time. So this this time, so I don't get in trouble from Grandfather Tracy, I'm picking him. Yeah. So the other call out I'll have, Rex Gibson. Oh, yeah. He is Rex like me. the Pakistan cricket team. You And I know that doesn't mean anything to you guys, but no. you're just not sure which Rex is going to turn up. Yeah. It could be the Rex that just clean sweeps the perfect game across two days, yep. or it could be the Rex that makes silly mistakes occasionally uh, that will cost them a game like like we all do, right? So, yeah, won't be surprised if Rex is there or thereabouts at the end of day five, and you're just like, who the hell is Rex and why didn't anyone talk to him? So uh, <laughs> Rex has been playing Dwarves a fair bit this year. So, yeah, we're really keen to see how Rex goes, and hopefully I don't have to play him. Not sure on his list, but... But I don't know. Yeah. I guess we'll find out when I'm watching. That's it. Um, so, which is probably a good little segue. Mm. So I will be there in attendance cheering and jeering the guys on. Uh, we're hoping to live stream the tables as well, which I will comment on for both days. We might have interviews if my voice holds up. I think we'll post a link on Direct Misfire as well as the Kings of War Australia. I suppose we'll do it on the other one as, as on Fanatics as well. Just get yep. everyone to uh, jump in and keep me company. Yeah, that's the bit. It's a, a pretty lonely sort of day if you're doing it by yourself. So we'll try and help out and supply you with many beers along the, the day. Oh, then, so. man, the uh, <laughs> the opinions are going to get spicier and spicier as the day wears on. I, tell you. Yeah, I reckon as they'll I said, start spicy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as soon as that filter gets knocked down, things people are going to have hurt feelings. <laughs> so if you do want to donate a beer, uh, I'm sure that we can work that out as well. It could be an up late episode uh, during the day. <laughs> if, there's, if there's enough donations, you'll get to see saucy, hungover Benson on the Sunday. <laughs> uh, should be should be good. Um, this is my first time qualifying as well, and I'm really looking forward to it. I've not been trying as hard as Max, but there was a there was a weekend out at Benson's uh, to do a few practice games. So as much mm-hmm. as I mean, Selick hasn't re- read any of the lists because he's just too he cool for school it. like that. Yeah. But um, I'm trying real hard and see how we go. You'll do fine. <laughs> You're a good player. You got a good list. You'll be right. Just don't choke. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's that easy, right? It's just roll Simple. good. Yeah. Roll good and make good decisions. That's yeah. that's all it is. Yeah, against the the best players in Australia for two days straight. No yeah. worries. Never worries. <laughs> yeah, so my closing comments for this, and then I'm happy to sort of wrap it up. But looking across this field of people, I would say, and I'd be happy to, to say this to every previous master that's ever qualified during Kings of War, but I would say that this is probably the best group of people that have ever qualified as an entire group mm. for masters. Like, there's a lot of really good characters uh, and really pleasant to be around people through this thing. So I'm really happy with how the new system has worked out. And Hopefully, sort of grouping all of the different states and territories together will really help to build the scene. Hmm. Yeah. The the only potential downside to the new system was that uh, if you were in a really strong state, you might not make it. But I think we went a long way down the list and people either qualified or, or couldn't make it. And, you know, I don't think that really eventuated. The new system for me has worked really well. And yeah, uh, echoing what you said, Selick, that great, it's a great group of people. I'm excited to go and play some fun Kings of War more than it being, ooh, Masters. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Mm. Should be a really good weekend. I'm pumped for it. Looking forward yeah. to it. Well, yeah. like, I mean, the best state 
is Victoria, uh, like from Gamey's perspective, like we're just guns. Mm. And we got five of the positions. So I think it's testament that the system works. Mm. Mm. All right, we'll leave it there. We'll be speaking to you very shortly live. Looking forward to that one. So we'll speak to you soon. Thanks all. Cheers. Thank you for tuning in with my team. Make sure you follow on Facebook and Twitter. Yes, indeed, more than a game. It's a lifestyle, yes, sir. Hope you realize that the math hammer doesn't work. <laughs> we give the people what they desire. Australian war game and podcast, direct misfire. You don't want to miss a thing. Yeah, we got plenty more. If you're ready, let's go. Stay tuned, that's for sure. Hey. You can clean that up, Benson.